Welcome to a very, very special episode of the Friendship News Hour. I'm your host, Alex Kenzie. My co-host, Frank Huerta, cannot be here today. He is on a plane to somewhere. He's always on a plane somewhere. But in his absence, I have the pleasure, the honor of being joined by my brother, one of my favorite music artists, uh, an online inspiration, my guy, Xavier Holiday. Welcome. I really appreciate being here, man. <laughs> That's a nice intro. <laughs> That was off top, too, man. I didn't even prepare that part. But that's how you know it's genuine, though. <laughs> exactly. And you're speaking about one of your bros. It just, uh, it just flows. I've you known know? you for too long now. How long has it been? It's been longer than I can even count, bro. Man, we recorded... I met Xavier as a music artist, really. That's how we became mm-hmm. friends. But, shit, I, I think it was like 2018, maybe 2017, when I was building my, uh, my studio that was in the city called Fat Tongue. Mm-hmm. And when we first recorded there, it was not even close to done. I don't even know if we had really started construction at all. Nah, it was <laughs> it was pretty raw. Yeah, it was we were, raw. We sure. were recording like pretty much in what was the hallway in my brother's empty office. And it's been history and hit after hit ever since, man. Yeah. And that first song we made is one of the best songs that I've ever did. <laughs> so Which one was that? That was that song, uh, Fog Parade. Yeah. The beta that's version. Right, the beta version. Yeah. That's right. A rough draft and that yeah, it did numbers too. Yeah, that's a good man, that's that's a SoundCloud track, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Some of the best cuts go on Sound SoundCloud only, man. <laughs> hidden gems, yeah. bro, for sure. Man, but what's up? You're looking good. You're looking a little leaner than last time I saw you. That's appreciated. I've been I've been dialed in, just trying to be focused on self-discipline. Really, mm-hmm. that's what kicked it all off. What made you realize, like, a change needed to happen, or I want to make the shift from normal every day to shit? It's almost like a military mindset that I see you now with how you've been grinding. Like, what sparked that? So, really, I'm going to just be honest. It started out kind of vain. I just wanted, I wanted my chains to lay a certain way on, like, my traps. <laughs> it's, it sounds crazy, but I promise you, that's how I first started, bro. I wanted my chains to lay a certain way on my traps when they come out, when they come down. I like, that it. cascade effect <laughs> off the bat. Some so DMX like, kind of shit. I'm like, I want that. <laughs> and then, so, um, I just started looking up, like, because I always been, like, athletic relatively, yeah. but I haven't played sports, like, um, consistently in a minute. So mm-hmm. I kind of had to get back like in a routine of doing stuff. So once I just got back in that mindset and just being like a competitor in general anyway, something just clicked. And then it started carrying over into, well, if you could be disciplined enough to maintain this kind of regiment with like training, it's going to carry over financially. Yeah. It's going to mm-hmm. carry over yeah. Emotionally, it's going to carry over with how you communicate with your family. It's going to carry over to all these other things. So it's like just rooting it in this kind of discipline. It's made everything else in my life just flow better, you know. So nice. And that's just one thing that I'm sure anybody who trains consistently, they'll tell you that there's always an aspect of, yeah, I want to look good. Yeah. And but once you get really into it, it's a mental thing too. For sure. So it's the that's best medicine, bro. I I, mm-hmm. I I be thinking like the most clear and like the most positively when I'm in a consistent workout regimen. Thousand. Then when I'm just sitting at home kicking it, whatever, falling into bad habits or whatever else. Like I, I've always noticed that about the times in my life when I've been really on it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to that kind of thing. Thousand um, percent. What was first? Was it you? You wanted to get them trapped. So like was the first thing that got you into it was lifting every day. And, and like, how did you get yourself into that regimen? And then did it, did it also coincide with diet immediately? Or have you, you know, has that kind of changed as you've gotten more involved and learned more about your own body and the whole process of fitness? Okay. 
you asked a compound question. <laughs> I'm bad at I'm going to give that, you a man. compound answer. <laughs> so off top, how it started was I looked at a video of me in the swimming pool, right? Mm. And then, like, I did not like how I looked, bro. Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah. nah, I got to do something <laughs> about that. So... I knew that I would have to like research how to the best way to do it. Mm. So I started just looking up like how to burn fat and build muscle. Gotcha. So I just went down rabbit holes with that for like a month and a half, just looking at all kind of videos. And what I figured out I had to do for my body type is I had to get rid of the fat first before I started building muscle. Like I'm the type I like I wanted to build from a blank slate. So mm -hmm. I wanted to just cut. So I just started running. Like this was like, um, what is it now, 23? So this had to be the end, the winter of 21. Yeah, like the winter of 2021. I just started running. So I was doing like four, five miles, five, six days a week, just crazy Damn. stuff. Wow. And then there was times I was doing that twice a day, just like <sighs> overdoing Jeez. it, you know. I wouldn't suggest y'all do it. I just listen to your body. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I was doing that because I just wanted to get the result quick. Mm -hmm. So um, I did that for a while. And then I started noticing, okay, so I've cut off enough fat. So now it's time for me to start building back, building some muscle. Right. So that's when I started incorporating the weights too. And then I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm bulking, but I'm not cut how I want to be. Gotcha. So then that's when the diet and start coming in. I call it lifestyle because it's diets is something that you just do and then it has an end point. True. So at that point, I was still eating a lot of meat. I was still eating a lot of carbs, a lot of everything. And I just, I didn't like the way, like I gained mass, but I wanted to be like lean with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um, that's when I started incorporating calisthenics. Then that's when I got into my, um, how can I get, to this point, this we were still coming out the pandemic, kind of. Okay. So it was still kind of weird in in that. So I was trying to think of what do people who are in the worst situation, how do they get in shape? So I started thinking, oh, penitentiary, prison. Mm -hmm. So I started looking at prison workouts. Oh. So I'm like, these dudes, they are in probably the worst conditions you could be in. But when they come out, they cut. Yeah. How are they doing this? Not much else to do in there, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, how are they doing this? So I'm just looking up workouts, and it's like, oh, they doing calisthenics. They doing body weight stuff. Uh -huh. So that's when I just got big and just, like, push-ups, burpees, air squats, like, dips, that type, just body weight stuff. Right. So that's, and honestly, that's the base of how I work out still that's to I feel this like day. I, still, I see you put up a lot of videos of calisthenic kind of stuff. Yeah, bro, because it's like, you if you can't control your own body weight, you don't need to try to worry about adding additional weight. That's interesting. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So mm -hmm. I, I'm really heavily based in calisthenics. Do you do like, okay, today's back day. Like I know you just said calisthenics, but uh -huh. like on the other side of working out, do you have like a back day, a body day, or an arms day? Like a routine? Day? Do you, yeah, is there a routine to it? I I have done that. I have gone through sessions where I've done that, like um, spans of time. But now... I just try to do as many full body workouts because, nice. like, if I'm doing compound movements, I'm hitting everything anyway. Right. You know, so if I'm doing, like, squat and at the top I'm doing some type of 
press or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I just try to do as many full body workouts to get the most bang for my buck because people will look at me and think like, oh, you you be in the gym three hours, four, like, <laughs> no, nah, like, I still got a lot of other stuff to do. Right. So I like to do the, the like, the biggest bang for your butt workouts. And that's like the pull-up, the mm -hmm. any type of squat, those types. Right. Because it's a multi, it's a, like a compound movement. It's funny too, because it's like when I lift, I usually like to do like a, a focus day where I'll do like chest and I'll do four or five workouts, mm -hmm. different workouts and different, we're trying to work different parts of that muscle, but mm -hmm. it's focused on that. And then I'll always try to do like one or two calisthenic things at the end. Mm -hmm. I always notice that when I'm just lifting like dumbbells, weight, whatever, I, you know, I'll get tired from time to time, but I'm not like sweating. And then I'll do those calisthenic things at the end of my workout and I'm dripping, bro, mm -hmm. like almost instantly. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting to think like how that's, if you just kind of incorporate that into every workout or make that like more of the focus instead of the muscle group that you really do like get that full body, like, I don't know, you probably get like a full body pump really instead of just you that do. one area. You do for sure. <laughs> and like you say, you noticed how your body reacted to it and you just, you like, oh, I'm sweating now. Right. So I'm working for real. <laughs> right, right. Just the most important thing too for people, just listen to your body. Like, it's, it's going to tell you the right and wrong thing to do, you know? So just in, try different things too. Incorporate, keep incorporating that in your workout and it works. Yeah, it I, works, try, I try to mix it up because it's like I, I found out you have to. certain times I've like gotten like stuck where I'm doing the same I'm doing like like I said I'm doing four or five different like lifts during a workout but like I'll I'll rotate like seven of them mm -hmm. but after you know months and months you're like kind of just doing the same workout or same exercises and you fall into like too much of a routine where I feel like maybe I'm more just like sculpting than like actually getting body or like muscle full muscle growth I don't and know that's, that's, no that's scientifically like true yeah. like our bodies are adapting mechanisms so like Whatever you do, if you do something long enough, your body's going to try its best to adapt to that. That's just an evolutionary. That's how we've survived as long, you know? True. So yeah. if you're doing the same workout, your body will eventually, like, adjust to it. And yeah. you'll get to the point that you just stated, like, okay, I feel like I need to do something different now. Yeah, because it's like yeah. I'm not feeling that pump I used to feel mm -hmm. or whatever that is. It's just, yeah, it's, it's lackluster. Yeah, you adapt. So, okay, so with the lifting then, obviously comes the diet. Mm -hmm. And you told me before we came on here that you've you've switched to plant-based. Yes. And so is that, when you say that, like entirely like vegan, like no meat at all, or just like plant-focused and I incorporate some of that stuff here and there? So I don't like to say that I'm vegan because, well, let me just start by I eat no meat. I haven't. No, nah, I haven't eaten meat in a while now. It's wow. been close to two months now. Okay. So I don't like to say I'm vegan because vegan, the term vegan has been like hijacked and it's like so many different subsects of it. Gotcha. And then I had like did a little bit of research to see like how it even started, the origination of it. Mm -hmm. And it was created because a guy, I can't remember his name now, either Wilson, I think it was his last name. He made it because he just did not want to consume animal products. And he had he was a farmer, I believe, too, and had cows. Hmm. So he was like, he just didn't want to consume or animal products, hmm. as in eat them. Right. So fast forward to now, it's gotten to a point where there are people that are that claim they're vegan, 
but still use animal products. Uh-huh. Like they still use uh, perfumes. They still use. They still eat candies that got animal products in. Them they don't even know about. Right, right. And they still wear leather. They still do all, all that type of business. So it got to a point where it's like I don't want to say I'm vegan because it's not even based on health, really. It's just based on lifestyle. not eating animal products. Yeah, right, right. And for me, I'm health focused now. So I have it. I have it to the point where I just I want to be as close as I can to like what I feel is my divine self. Gotcha. And when I'm most like you just stated, when you feel the most clear headed, when you after you work out, yeah. you feel the most for me to get to that point. I've tried all kind of different lifestyles eating. And for me, it's when I'm eating fruits and vegetables. Okay. It's when I'm plant-based, bro. And you want, you you got that energy, that spring to your step, that yes. focus. Yes. Yeah. And I've, I've like tried it back to back with, I've done carnivore. And I don't want people to think like I look down on you if you still eat meat. Because like, sure. it's your choice. You do what you do. I do what I do. Mm-hmm. I've done carnivore. That's meat only. I've done the keto. I've done pescatarian. I've done all that. But the times in my life where I have only done plant-based, I've noticed a difference in just how life goes for me in general. You know, the way I'm able to communicate, the way I'm able to download information, like when when I'm in a state where I'm talking to God or like where I'm like looking for direction for certain things, it just, everything for me flows better when I'm plant-based. Interesting, okay. And the energy aspect too that you mentioned is... Is no comparison, bro. Like, it was a point where just because I'm, like, sick and, like, kind of a maniac, <laughs> it was a point in time, and you could ask Yessie, this past fall, I was waking up at 3 a.m. to go work out and then start my work day at the office at, like, 7, working until 4, doing an hour and a half commute to work in Naperville, working from, like, 6... 6.30 to 10, getting home at 10.30, playing with the kids, talking to her, going to sleep at like between 11 and 12. So Working I'm going to jobs. sleep That's, at midnight. Yeah, waking up. Getting back up at 3.30. <laughs> and I was like just doing that on plant-based just to like see like how sick can I get with this and, and your still body feel was energy. functioning off and bro, three, four hours of sleep? It was crazy, bro. Like I wouldn't, again, I don't advise y'all to do that. But... <laughs> It's crazy, bro. How much energy like that you can sustain with it. So what what's like a normal meal look like for you then? I know you said fruits and vegetables, but like what kind of stuff are are you like do you like or what else do you do? You gotta mix it up somewhere else on fruit and vegetables, right? You gotta put some grains or something. So right now I'm really heavy on uh, mushrooms. Like oyster mushrooms I like a lot. I like maitake frondosa. Mushrooms. Never even heard of those. I, I thought know. you were gonna talk like Bella and. Oh uh, yeah, that's 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 the entry level joints. Yeah, that was the entry saying. level joints. So I'm I'm like I'm somewhere in the back with it. You know the the page where they got to escort you yeah, to the right, back. right. But yeah, and I really I like those because they're so versatile and like you could do different kind of textures mm-hmm. to simulate like because nobody just want to eat like some mush, you know. Yeah. So right. um, I just made some. Five tacos with mm. some oyster mushrooms. And the thing is, a lot of people think, and this is what I thought too, we think we really love the meat, but you love the taste of it. 
Got you. Then the seasonings of it. Because mm -hmm. if you just grilled a steak by itself with no seasoning, it wouldn't be that appealing to you if you yeah. bite into it. Like, right. it might be familiar to you when you taste it, but you really like the salt, pepper, whatever seasonings you're doing with True. it. So for me, whatever, whatever way I'm, like, making the mushrooms, now I just season it how I would any other meat that I would be eating, right. you know? So hmm. right now I'm heavy on mushrooms and they're like, they're great for your gut health, which is where 80% of our immune system is in your stomach. Really? Never yeah, knew if that. you ever notice, like if you eat something bad, mm -hmm. you just feel bad. That's true. You right. know? Yeah. Full, yeah. And I also like how I was saying, I feel closer to divine, my divine version of myself. I study nature too. And I look at animals a lot. Mm. And if your dog gets sick, will he eat? Will he want to eat? No. Yeah, no. Right. That's because your gut is where 80% of our immune system is. And if your gut is in good health, you just feel good. Gotcha. You know, so, yeah, mushrooms are good for your gut, too. But um, honestly, bro, I do, I eat a lot of fruit now. Yeah. Like, I eat a lot. And that's a lot of sugar. But, like, I know it's, like, healthy sugar. But mm -hmm. like, so you don't feel any of the side effects of just, like, sugar in general? Or do you think that's where that energy comes from? Does it wane after a little bit? After so it's, sustain, it's sustainable energy with the, the kind of sugar uh, that you get from fruit because gotcha. it's natural sugar. Right. And with that kind of sugar, it comes paired with fiber, too. Okay. And the best example I could give, because I'm not trying to get, like, super, like, chemistry right now, <laughs> chemistry, but, like, think of fiber. Think of the kind of sugar that you get with plants. It comes with fiber, right? So that's, like, the grandpa that you have that... Gives you a little money, but he don't just give you a whole bunch at a time. He like gives you a dollar here, a dollar here, a dollar here, and you use that. Right, and he it kind of like rations it out, like an extended release Adderall kind of. Effect. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like when it's when when natural sugar is paired with fiber, it's like an extended release, That's, so you I don't spike and then <laughs> crash. But with processed sugar, with refined sugar, mm -hmm. that. Um, they're like making in these factories. That's why when you when we eat certain things, we'll like be up and then we'll crash. Yeah. Because it's not coming like a dollar here, a dollar here, a dollar here. It's like just throwing right. a thousand at you. But the thousand is the sugar in your bloodstream. And that's why you like be jittery. That's why kids like if they have them sugar rushes. Right. And then they crash. Mm -hmm. So that's the that's the biggest difference. And that's why like, the energy is so sustained with it when I eat them, man. I just like, I like for my plate to be colorful, bro. I like, yeah, I like fruits, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's true. Do you like, are you big on, like, beans or, like, greens, like, kale and spinach? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's greens, too. Greens, aside from fruit, the biggest portion of what I eat is definitely greens. Okay. Leafy greens. And I, I saw some, yeah, you put up some, like, real good-looking salad today. It had some kale oh, yeah. and some chickpeas, yeah, yeah. and I was like, damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of kale. And the crazy thing, kale used to be my least favorite, like, no, when yeah. I first started mm -hmm. a while ago. But now I've learned how to finesse it. You got to learn how to... I do eat it raw still sometimes, yeah. but it makes it more palatable if you, like... Saute it a little Just bit. Just real quick, like yeah. Fly. yeah. Uh -huh. Do you ever uh, bake it, like make kale chips in the oven? I haven't made chips, pretty but good. I have baked it before. Yeah, though. it's pretty good, man. It's 
pretty damn good. It's a little, a little, hot, little cayenne pepper on there, like some garlic. Oh, yeah. I haven't made kale chips, but I used to just get uh, a whole bunch of vegetables and just bake them Got with, you. like, yeah. a little spices on yeah, it, too. Yep. And that, yeah, it is fine. It's fine. The question I always have to ask anyone that's that's plant-based, because to me, one of the hardest things to go on plant-based would be getting rid of this food out of my diet. Mm. Have you found a good vegan cheese? Have I found one? Because I hate, like most vegan cheeses I've ever had, I think they're like nut-based. just never does it for me, bro. It has this weird aftertaste to yeah. it, and it's just not what I want. I don't know. It's not No, nah, you, that's a hundred, because it's, I've tried a lot of different kind of vegan cheeses, and most of them are trash. Yeah. Like 99% of them are trash. It's, there's one brand that is the best that I've tasted, I'm not a big cheese dude anymore. Right. And we could talk about that later. Like, I broke up with pizza, which oh. is something that a lot of y'all <laughs> going to be like, what, bro? <laughs> but um, it's... I've got it's a certain way you got to do it, but it's back to the cheese thing. It's um it's one brand that I'm not gonna say. I'll tell you off off mic because yeah. like we're not doing no free free pub, yeah, right. no free. I don't even know if I'd want to be sponsored by a vegan yeah. cheese company. Yeah. So I I tell you though, All right, for but sure. and you can is you one, can though. make your own. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is a way to make it like with uh, cashews and like um, onion powder and. It's, it's a way to make it. I got you. So then where do you get protein from? Because like usually I think of protein coming from meat in a typical meal. Mm-hmm. Like do you just supplement that with more protein powders or stuff like that? Or are there, are there other foods that fit that lifestyle that still let you get those nutrients? Mm, I thought the same too. Yeah. So I did my research. So to preface this whole explanation, let's just start off with what are the main animals that we eat uh, in America? Chicken. Mm-hmm. Cows, mm-hmm. turkey. Mm-hmm. That's about Just it. Throw right? some pig in there too. Oh yeah, duh. pig, pork. Yeah, 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 pig. Yep. And even maybe deer. Some people like deer bites and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So all of those animals, what do they eat in the wild? If they're not on a farm, what are they eating in their natural habitat? Probably plants. <laughs> now, even to go a level higher, because I'm I'm doing compound answers today. Yeah, yeah. So. The biggest animals, the strongest animals in the animal kingdom, aside from a lion's, the tigers. I was going to say, the first thing I thought of was a lion eating other animals. Mm-hmm. Now, they're they're built to be carnivores right. because of their the length of their digestive system is congruent with other carnivores. Now, the length of our digestive system is the same length as herbivores. Yeah, and then I think of apes, they, uh, monkeys and shit, they all eat. Plants, I think, right for the most part. Gorillas, maybe like some worms. I think pigs eat worms and like grubs in the ground and stuff. Mm, but but predominantly though. Yeah, it's right. Plant. And it's then plants, yeah. now in the jungle or the plains or mountains, whatever environment, the strongest animals we think are the biggest: the gorillas, the hippos, mm. the giraffes, the elephants. They're all massive animals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do they eat? Plants. I'm, I'm guessing the way you're yeah. leading me with this, yeah. I'm guessing they plants. eat plants. <laughs> and that clicked something in my head like, okay, uh-huh. how is this big ton, one ton, two ton gorilla able to be so fit and muscle bound and strong if it's not eating? Meat. I'll also say though their everyday life is calisthenics. They pretty much don't that take too. a day, a minute off. That with too. Calisthenics. That, that helps for sure. It's it's a pair. You got a pair yeah, of for yeah. best results. Uh-huh. Now, um, what I've found out is that 
our bodies do not need protein. They need amino acids to mm. make protein. Oh. So if you think about it like a house, if you think of the bricks that build a house, right. the bricks are the amino acids, mm. and the house is the protein. Gotcha. So it takes amino acids to make protein. And there are, you do get the nine essential amino acids. You can get it from animals, right. but you also can get it from plant-based things too. And a few of those items are like uh, quinoa, you have the chickpeas that mm-hmm. I posted, chia seeds. Love chia, yeah. Hemp seeds. And uh, it's a few others that I can't just think of off the top of my head because I'm just thinking about what I eat. For sure, yeah. But um, there are ways to get those non-essential amino acids from from plants, for I, sure. I've noticed a difference in my health when I like I was making smoothies when I was, because I was on it at a time, like working out five days a week, mm-hmm. protein smoothies, like every day for lunch mm-hmm. and always, always putting in chia seeds. Mm-hmm. Definitely notice a difference. Like, I don't know what they even do, really do. I just know they're good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. Like, they do a lot, yeah. to be honest. It's, it's gut health too, right? Don't they do something mm-hmm. where they like grab bacteria Fiber. or something? Yeah. Yeah. And they like, if you leave them in it in your smoothie, like overnight or in water or anything overnight, in the morning, like there'll be, the best way to describe it is like a little, little bubble. Like it soaks up whatever is yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absorb- yeah, it's big. And that's essentially what it does in your stomach. It makes like a, a like coating where it gets rid of all the old and leftover stuff and right. it takes it on out. That's mm-hmm. what I like with kombuchas, too. I feel like it does that for me, too, uh, like that gut health shit. Mm-hmm. I got to ask this. Maybe it'd be better to ask Yessie this question, but What's that? with all the fiber, I know what happens to me after a late-night bowl of some, you know, raisin bran or some shit. Uh, I'll be farting like a motherfucker. Uh, uh, Is that plant-based diet? Does that do that to you? Like, you, are there some consequences of a plant-based diet as far as smells? <laughs> so what's crazy is I thought that it would be, mm-hmm. but since I've, like, been eating clean like yo when you go to the bathroom when you take dumps like there's virtually no smell bro really i've heard that it's bad at first yes. because you're like clearing up that yes. gut biome and and it yeah it's just just getting rid of all that shit but mm-hmm. then yeah so you've gotten to a level where yeah got you, you've ascended it's it's, it's, it's crazy <laughs> but at first yeah you're gonna go through that <laughs> that that rough patch where you got <laughs> where you do a cleanup but yeah, it's crazy. Do you ever see yourself like with all your fitness and stuff? Like I see all the videos online. The brand's awesome and, and the content's great. Do you see yourself where you would do more of like one-on-one personal training with people or do you prefer like kind of your, like the inspirational approach you take from it? And you do show glimpses of what you're doing, mm-hmm. but it's never like, hey, do four sets of this. And for, it's never like a, here's the workout. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's more mm-hmm. like showing some of your workout and then here's like a, a some of the shit that's driving me today. A, a inspirational quotes, mm-hmm. things like that or just, not even a quote, just you talking real shit. Mm. Do you ever see yourself like wanting to, do you even have the time to like be a one-on-one personal trainer or even try to bring that online and help people that way? Or, you know, do you kind of, you don't want to, you know, share too much of the sauce? That would be part of what I'm going to incorporate with what I do going forward for sure. Just because like we were talking about before we got on mic, I've just stopped trying to overthink everything. Mm. And I just been moving at God's speed and taking what life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. Gotcha. So everything that you encounter, you need to pay attention to it and find out why. So 
to that question, there have been people. Matter of fact, somebody just messaged me before we started asking me about a core workout. Mm. And that happens to me at least twice a week. Like people right. would just ask me like certain questions. And I do know that that's something that I, in order to like help people, because that's really what I what I want. I want everybody that I come in contact with, I want you to feel like your day was a little bit better after you met me or a little sure. bit better after you talked to me. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm here and that's always been what I've been on earth to do, whether it's been music, whether it's been just speaking, whether it's been sports. I've always been here to like be a person that motivates people to be better at themselves. I can tell you too, I've never run into a person that's like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. Everyone like, oh, and I'm not just bullshitting you because mm. you're like, everyone always has good things to say about you. I've, I've gotten to know like a lot of the people in your friend group, all like real good dudes, stand-up dudes. But like, I, I feel like that that's a result of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you're a good person. You surrounded yourself with like-minded people that are hardworking and this and that, like different elements of your personality. And it's like, that's, that's rewarding to me. That's, that's like what I've noticed as I become a dad, I think I've said this on the podcast before, mm -hmm. but as I become a dad, I've had, and I've had all like friends that I obviously like consider brothers, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I like them just, you know, maybe I've known her since college or from the studio or whatever else. And I'm like, Oh, that's a cool dude. He's fun to party with, or man, that dude's always been there for me or whatever my reason is. But then I'm starting to see all these dudes become fathers and become good fathers you know, like, like great fathers. And I it just in different aspects, like time they spend with them, like you're putting, you know, emphasis on sports or whatever their passion is, or, or just like making time for them all the time. And mm -hmm. I love that. And like that reinforces in my brain, like, Hey, maybe you made, like you made some good choices as friends, but like, maybe that's also a reflection on myself too, because I mean, you are, you are what you eat a or whatever, you know what I mean? Bro. Like you, you attract what you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's and a better way to put that's it. That's one thing, uh, but it's what you eat. The way I said it was pause. Let's pause a little bit, though. <laughs> you were talking about food. We just said you were talking about food. It's still on topic. It was food. But yeah, you you attract what you are. Right. A lot of people, like, they look for the answer or they look for the change they want in life mm -hmm. or they say, well, it's too many, too many people faking. It's too much cap. Like, he is too much this, this, then the girls. Like, it's not enough. This is okay. So, if you don't see it, be it. Right. You right, know, right. the world, like, your world is not as you see it, it's as you are. That's so true. If you focus on only the negative and you give energy to it, that's what you're going to produce. You produce what you give your energy to, you know? So, that's another reason why I just take, I make concerted efforts to put that out that type vibe, that type energy, I want to put it out because that's how I see the world. Mm -hmm. like, And that's how I want the world to be. So that's how I have to be. Right. You know, right. and that speaks and it lets me know that it's working yeah, because true. of what you just told me. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I don't hang around the type of people that'll, that'll say he a good dude if I'm not. Right. You know, right. like right. if I was like, if I wasn't that, they'll tell you. Mm -hmm. And that's why I pride myself on being around. I don't like yes men. Yeah, like yeah. nobody wins in that situation. Mm -hmm. You know, so the the fact that upstanding individuals have good things to say about me when I'm not in a room, that just speaks to what you just said. And yeah. it's if you want to see something in the world, be that. Yeah. It's really that simple. True. We pride ourselves on segues from topic to topic as, as me and Frank talk on these podcasts. All right, let's go. And uh, I, I've got a good one because what I just said kind of sparked something to me. But so you go through the pandemic. I mean, before the pandemic, you were working on an album. 
you had the dreads and you kind of, you went into this little cocoon, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to say you were a caterpillar cause you're still doing great shit mm-hmm. then, but going to this cocoon, you come out of COVID, all these great things, all this shit's going for you. You've, you develop like this regimen in your life and this routine and it's taught you a lot of shit. What have you noticed about that routine, that lifestyle structure has carried over into fatherhood and to being like a partner to somebody? It has taught me to have a standards like okay. that you don't break. Like if you, I like, I always like to give real world examples. If you ask five of your friends who are your favorite, who are your top three favorite athletes or your top three rappers, uh-huh. give me your top five list. Right, they'll give you answers pretty quick for sure, and they'll be passionate answers too, mm-hmm. and they'll be willing to argue with you over the answers. <laughs> right. right, how many times have you seen somebody argue about who the best <laughs> between this person and this person? Yeah, right, right. Passionately. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to ask people, what are okay? Now, what are the your more? What's your moral code, or what are your top three? standards that you live uh, by man. as a man yeah not many you people might have, get some answers yeah. but they're not gonna be as quick thought out and as passionate ready up, to fight you backed for, up with right? an argument too yeah right and when i noticed that being in this um getting in this regiment that you spoke about i learned that i had to be i had to have a moral code that was solid and that helped that carried over like for me I keep it re- real simple. Like I just got a abbreviation, ACV. And that's accountability, that's courage, and that's it's value or virtue. Got you. Now, it's kind of rooted in stoicism too because I've been like really like into stoicism looking into that for the past like year. But accountability, it kind of speaks for itself. That's just like, who are you when you're by yourself? Like, mm-hmm. does somebody need to be with you to make sure you're doing all your reps? Like, right. do... Do I need to have somebody with you counting, bro, to make sure you're not cheating? (laughs) Right, right, right. And that carries over into fatherhood and being a husband. When I'm not around them, am I still this stand-up guy that I say I am? Mm -hmm. Do I still hold myself to a code that I would react if how I would if they were standing next to me? Right. And that just makes me a better man in general, and that makes any man a better man in general, just being accountable. Uh, Courage is just having courage to say what's right and do what you feel is right, even if it's not the popular thing to do. Mm. And we've seen that, especially in the past two, three years. You, If you don't have, if you don't go with the masses on certain opinions, you automatically uh, call names, you call the yeah. bigots, you call racist, uh, racist yeah. you call all type of names. But having courage is having the strength to stand on what you think is right and what you feel is right, regardless of what the crowd is doing. Right. And I've always had little sprinkles of that, just like with fashion and like little stuff like growing up. Mm. But I noticed the cycle goes, you do something new, you get ostracized for it. The people who ostracize you see their friends taking a liking to it. Mm. They start taking a liking to what their friends are taking a liking to. Then they start doing it, and then it becomes a norm. Yeah. Then you do something new. Then you get ostracized for it. Then it's, <laughs> that's that's what kind of cycle it is. Yeah. And I first really noticed that with fashion, with because I always used to like dress. I, I I've always dressed how I wanted. I've kind of toned it down a little bit, but especially like in high school and college, like I used to just wear wild stuff, bro. <laughs> like, like I just woke up one morning and I just like had 
I decided I wanted to wear handcuffs on my belt one day. And I just had them just, but it looked cold. <laughs> like it was like rock star, like, cause I had it, the way I had it was just like raw. And like, I don't get it, bro. I, fashion for me, I can't do that kind of shit. I've, mm. I've been with a mom before and he's wearing like ski goggles. And I'm like, I could never pull that off in public. Bro. I would look like a fool, bro. but it looks great. Like you're pulling it off. I don't know how you do it. Exactly, I just don't bro. have that flair, man. And he, matter of fact, he wanted the people that I've, when, he he's one of the first people that saw me the day I had the handcuffs on, and he like he looked at it. And he was like, <laughs> "I don't know why, but that's wrong." Like <laughs> you know, and he like you got a tendency for like doing stuff that's not cool, but right. you make it look cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's just always been me, bro. And I don't know why, but um, that goes to the courage thing. Yeah, right. And then for virtue or value, the V has a few things: virtuous value, and I've have to be a virtuous man. I have to be a man of value. If going back to an earlier answer, if if I'm in your life, I want you to feel like I'm valuable. You know, sure. I don't want you to feel like I'm never going to make myself a part of a situation if I feel like I can't take it to another level or if right. I can't help you in some kind of way. Okay. Because if not, I'm just dead weight. What am I there for? You know, I'm yeah. not here to waste my time. I'm not here to waste your time, you know? So mm -hmm. I always want to make sure that I'm providing some type of value in every situation. And those those three things, those three components have carried over from the fitness regimen on over to me being a dad, me being a husband. And it's going swimmingly. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you see like that ACV system, your just general mindset on life and that uh, the divine standard you hold yourself to, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Do you hold your sons to that same standard? Is there some leeway because they're younger, they're kids, they need to, you know, maybe they, they can't have that level of dedication to mm -hmm. whatever it is in their life, sports, whatever their hobbies are, mm -hmm. you know, just chores, like just general stuff. Like, mm -hmm. do you hold them to like that military mindset or do you give them some leeway and just slowly, you know, kind of incorporated as they grow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to give everybody room to grow. Yeah. Because I didn't start out like this. Yeah, right. You know, you have to give them room to make mistakes. You have to give them room to bump their head. Like, they're not going to know bumping their head hurts unless you let them bump their head. Right. So I do it, for them, I kind of do it in a, um, a more dialed down fashion. So it's not as strict of a standard as I hold myself to. Mm -hmm. But the key thing that I hold them to is no excuses. Like, Got you. you can either make an excuse or make a way. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So if if you knew that you would get $100 million if you found a way to do this, you find a way to do yeah, it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So find a way to do it. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm real big on just problem solving. Trying to solve the problem yourself. Mm -hmm. Even with my youngest son, was in. He, I, I told Yessie this before he was born. Like, I'm not going to be the type of dad that's just babying him every time he falls and every time he no, needs something. Because yeah, yeah. to me, that's not setting him up for success as he grows. Agreed. So now he's to a point now where he, he a little bit too great at problem solving. <laughs> like, but it's, I would rather have it that way than for him to like anything that goes wrong, he just stops and looks at me like, oh, can, can yeah. you do it? Like, no, yeah. you do it. And <laughs> with Julian, my older son, it's the same thing. Like, 
if it's something basketball related, something classroom related, I have him try to figure it out itself. Right. And then I would rather him come to us like, hey, I tried this, 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 and it didn't work. What do you think I should do? Or yeah, can you help right, me? Right. That's that's always how I do it. Mm-hmm. If you just come to me off top, like, can you do this? No. Right. What yeah. did you do? True. Did True. you try? Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, it could be harsh at times. But I would rather me be the one to break the hard truth to you than the world break it to you. That's right. Because at least my redirection is coming from a place of love Mm -hmm. and it's coming from a place of genuine care for you. Right. The, those type of lessons, if you learn it from out there, it's not coming from a place of love. Yeah, no. So that's a school of hard knocks. The type of lessons <laughs> they teach you is it's it's not gonna be pretty. Right. Because they don't care how you feel about it, mm-hmm. and if it means bodily harm, if it means you failing at something that's gonna cost you money, like people steal, like it's all type of stuff going on. Right. And I would rather me teach you those lessons at home with love, where we could fix it and then improve on it going forward rather than you get out in the world and get completely finessed because you just didn't know how to solve the problem. Yeah, right. You know what? So one of the things I'm like the most excited for as a dad, my, my son's approaching to while he is, mm-hmm. and I, I can't wait to see like what his passions are, be they sports, video games, drama, like whatever, whatever it is, like mm-hmm. being outside. I don't, what have you seen? Like, I know Julie, I see you put the, the basketball pic, the videos and stuff like that up all the time, but what yeah, have you cold. seen in your son's he like, cold, like, passion wise? Oh, he's cold, he bro. Cold. He's he cooking cold. out there. And he's not even like at full potential yet. Really? He, but he, he's going to be incredible. So but, obviously basketball for him, but like, for sure. what are, like, I'm just so excited to like see those passions, like whatever they are in him and share them with him, help them develop them, whether I, you know, it's something like football that I know a ton about, or if it's so- like random things, even mm-hmm. basketball, I don't even know a ton about like the fundamentals of basketball. I never even played basketball, but mm-hmm. like, what are those passions that you're starting to see develop? With Zen, shout out Zen Bolt, Zen Bolt Holiday. <laughs> it's my youngest boy. It's Zen with an X. It's we, we going to keep nice the name. Yeah, like he 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 gonna be a star. I I no, I like to say my oldest son is a star. My youngest is a lightning bolt. Ah, there you, you know go. I so, like that. Um, he right now he is. I think he's gonna be into engineering or like really because he really loves building. Just he loves architecture. Hmm. Like he loves building things. Like he he's now he's into something called marble run, and it's essentially where you just there are different pieces of a set that you can put together and configure in certain kind of ways. And then you put marbles in them and they do oh, just certain you. things. Yeah, and yeah. like, he just is super into that. That and um, cars right okay. now. He's he okay. really into cars. And he just like, because, and I, I'm going to take credit for it too. Also give big credit to Yessie because she's at home with him doing it. Mm-hmm. Because we instilled that like problem solving thing in him so early, like he does things now that aren't normal <laughs> for his age group. <laughs> yeah, like, right, right. Like he can he was counting to a hundred last summer. Damn. You said he was walking at eight months too, right? Yeah, he Damn, he man. he was ready to rock. Like <laughs> he was ready to get to it like early. So um with him it's it's honestly I think gonna be limitless. Like it mm-hmm. just I'm what I want our role to be is just exposing him to everything. Yeah. Right. To just see what he grasps mm-hmm. onto. Cause he's, a bunch of seeds. Yeah, he the type 
that'll just be whatever he decides he wants to do, he's going to be good at it. Yeah. And it's just a matter of finding what he's passionate about mm -hmm. doing, you know, so. Now, what about Julian? What do you see other than basketball? Julian, uh, sports for sure. Mm -hmm. he, he's good at football, too. Is he? Yeah. Nice. He, um, he didn't play this year, but he's definitely good at football. He's, and he's a natural, he's another one that's just a natural leader. Okay. Like, I don't think he's fully realized it yet. Because he's still young. Yeah, he's sure. still, he just started freshman year. Is that, a, is that something that's natural? Or do you think that's like a result of good parenting, you know, or like good role models in your life? Or, or do, are some people just born with that, that spark of inspiration? I think everybody has the ability to be that. Okay. It's just a matter of how is it. It's like a garden. Every garden has soil. It's just what are you planting in it? True. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he he definitely is a leader for sure. And I think it, it comes from what he sees because he has a great support system too. For sure. With with Yessi, myself, and his family too. Mm -hmm. He he has a great support system. So it's just a matter of him fully stepping into it. Because there'll even be times where I tell him like, "You a leader, man. You got to do this, this." And then he'll be he like. I could tell he'll be hearing it. He was like, "I ain't, I ain't, I ain't no role model." Like, <laughs> oh no. But he he's so ingrained in it, and it's so innate that he yeah. doesn't even know that it's in him. Mm. But like, I could just tell by like the way certain people gravitate to him, certain certain ways he influences his like teammates. Gotcha. Uh, certain ways he influences his friends. Like, and I know it. I recognize it because I've been there before. Yeah. And I just I want him to tap into that earlier than mm -hmm. I did. Right. Because, right. you know, the earlier you start, the earlier you get great at it. Keep getting better, right. You know. So. so you're obviously bestowing a lot of wisdom and morals and all these things to the kids. But what would you say is the biggest thing that they've taught you as a man, a father? Oh. Whatever. Communication. Ah, okay. Concise communication. Okay. Without making it too abstract and okay. that's something too like even with my music like you've known like it'll be times where I do like seven versions of a hook <laughs> yeah. and I'll be like damn I don't know which one to, <laughs> to keep for sure but with kids they teach you or they've taught me that you have to find the not only best way to get the message across but the easiest way to understand the message gotcha because what good is the message if the receiver can't understand it? True, yeah. You know, yeah. just because I think it's a good message, if they don't understand it, nothing mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So True. they've taught me to just put things in really easy to ingest pieces. So, like, instead of saying, like, a long sentence, just say the most important phrase of the sentence. I you know? got you. Like, yeah. don't over-talk it. Just say what needs to get done. And then if they got questions, then elaborate. Mm. But don't just come off top with the tsunami. <laughs> Give them the drip first. Right, right. And most of the time, that's all you need. Yeah, you well, yeah. Mine's definitely patience, bro. Mm. I, I, I'm not traditionally a patient person mm -hmm. and still need to improve on it. But yeah, they help with that. For sure, yeah, they, absolutely. They help you learn that. you have to. And now we're about to have a second one. It's like, I, I'm going to get even better at it. I'm yeah. going to have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's going to happen? <laughs> Oh, but uh, so to how we met, I want to, you know, talk on the music a little bit too. I saw you post a snippet up today that was so, Hot Fire, like Dylon. Loved it. 
Appreciate it. You've you've been quiet for a little bit, you know. I know you you're still probably writing and, and you got all working and all these other things. But as far as releases go, you've been quiet. What do you? How do you feel about like this current state of hip hop that we're looking at now? Like, is is that a reason why you're not dropping? Are you not inspired, or are you secretly inspired and just cooking up something crazy? To be frank, I wasn't inspired for a minute. Mm. Like, I just wasn't. I don't. And I'm not even quite sure if it's just I wasn't focused on music or was I just focused on life, but I wasn't. Like, I bought, when the Panda first started, I bought a home studio and I used it for like two, shout out to you, matter of fact, for the live <laughs> on, on helping me find where to get it. Of course. And um, so I got it. I used it for like a month straight. And then after that, it got dust. Mm. Like, I didn't use it for, like, months, bro. Damn. It was crazy. to see it. So I wasn't inspired also because, especially, like, within the past year or so, well, it's gotten better this year. And 23 has been some better drops. But, um, like, that span between 2020 and 2021, maybe a little bit into 22, it just felt empty to me. Like, it, it was, did. like... Which is surprising because people weren't touring. They're home. Time to, you know, work on, hone your craft and people are probably just bullshitting and whatever else. But yeah, you're right. You would it's think, bro. Weird, it's, it's been bad, bro. Like, it's, I, it was, it's gotten to the point where, like, I've seen articles, like, uh, there have been no number one hip hop songs in 23. Damn. I didn't really pay attention to it that much, but then I thought about it, like, damn, it had the landscape just, it's to a point that I feel like too many especially younger artists that's coming up, they try to trick trick them into thinking you have to follow a certain narrative in order to get hot. Yeah. So we are a culture that's in, outside of hip-hop, bigger than that. Just, I would say, American culture, Americana, is a culture that's in love with death and True. violence. Yeah. Like, True. think if you think of the, the largest movie franchises, if you think of the hottest songs a lot of them are centered on either violence or death agreed or drugs which is kind of death-ish you yes. know like a ju i think of a juice world one of the biggest artists in the world at one time cold love him cold as fuck a lot of his music was about you know either like killing himself or you know sipping lean and doing all this other shit that like leads you down all these bad paths and it's like but it sells People exactly it up, and man. that's the craziest part like it gives, it's like a smoke signal to every other young artist that's coming up. Like, oh, if I want to get popping, I got to talk about that too. Mm -hmm. And why is it weird for you to talk about being healthy or talk about good habits? Like, it's true. I don't see enough of that getting pushed. Mm -hmm. Like, a large contingency of the most recognizable artists or the most pushed by the mainstream, they promoting these things. They promoting violence, they promoting death. Right. And they promoting like self self deprecating behavior. You know? Yeah. But the but the ones that don't are very unique and I feel like stand alone, like a like a J. Cole mm -hmm. or like a crit. He doesn't really talk about gangbang and nothing like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, there's one more. Hold on. I just, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Fuck. There's one more, right? There's not a <laughs> lot of them. But if I if I told you, hey, let's talk about name how many artists that talk about lean. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. We could rattle off a list or like that. Yeah. Or drill you know, kind of music and shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, and right. it's I think it's a way to find a balance because there are some artists like that. I'm on record saying future is 
my favorite. Mm. He's definitely in my top three artists ever. Sure. And there's, I feel like there's a balance of between saying what you come from and what you are familiar with, but also including the story on how you overcome it. True. Or how you right. can inspire people not to do it. Right. You know, and that's one of the tricky things about being in that space. Because, yes, on the other on one hand, I don't have the cleanest background either. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, where I come from, these things are common. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I say, people would say they're rapping about what they see and what they know. It's like, a, you can't fault that either. Yeah, yeah. It's true. But I feel like you have to decide... At some point, you have to decide, do I want to be the artist that only does this? Mm-hmm. Or will I incorporate something that's more uplifting? To right. It? Oh, that. thank you. You just made me think of the third artist. Who's that? Kendrick Lamar. Yes. He, he's one oh, that's yeah. always done that. And one that, as of late, you mentioned no good albums, you know, from COVID on. That was the one that I thought that's about. That's the one. Yes. Mr. Morale, bro. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to the guys online about it the other day, and it's, it's like that... I, they asked, like, what's the best hip-hop, uh, hip-hop album of this decade, like, from 2020 forward? Mm. And I'm like, oh, man, it's got to... I'm like, shit, there really isn't, like... There's, like, singles. People are making, like, singles now. They're not mm-hmm. making, like, albums. And then that album dropped, mm-hmm. and it's it's like a therapy session with, with this therapist and, like, talking through all this shit and realizing he's got, you know, problems that stem from his father or, you know, from his aunt or, like, mm-hmm. all these different things. And it's, mm-hmm. like, you don't see that that humility or, like, that self-analyzation in music anymore. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. not thought out. Mm-hmm. Went to the club, got a bottle, got a bitch, mm-hmm. fucking her, you know, mm-hmm. fuck the ops, like, all this other shit. And it's, like, I, if that is your environment, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to make that music. But, like, all that does is, like, grow that culture and accentuate that prop. What I would say is, like, a problem in America is, is like, that all that shit is going on and like we're not improving these communities and helping all these people that's a fact and then to tie on to that is also the media companies that push that that facilitate that that reward that right like if you keep giving somebody a reward for all behavior is reward based Mm -hmm. like we're not gonna keep doing something if it's hurting us like I'm not gonna keep getting up and banging my head into this wall why that's not rewarding yeah, You know, but if I get up and every time I get up, somebody come in here and put $100 on the couch for me, I'm going to keep standing up. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. so the media companies, and I also think, and this is for a whole nother episode because I could go on for, with this topic for days, that there's an agenda that's being pushed that wants us to talk about that and I wants us it. to push that because yeah, it. it leads us down a pipeline of either getting put in jail or either getting put in the ground. And that's, I have my reasons for why I believe it, yeah. but there, that's something that a lot of the mainstream media wants us to talk about. And they want that agenda to be pushed because it's more profitable for a lot of companies. Isn't it? It's so crazy to me. That's so true. It's so crazy to me that like hip hop, obviously it's worldwide. Every People love it. I would say like the consumers of it, even though it's it's obviously a very black thing, like the consumers of it are a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. A lot of white kids are hopping on the culture and, and stealing from that and mm-hmm. so many, like in so many ways. But it's interesting that we see the effects of how this shit, like, a, like what happens in inner cities when, when we're raising up artists like a Chief Keef and all these other people that are promoting murder and violence and mm-hmm. King Von and got great songs. I, I can't take that away. They got great songs, but like it, that's a bad culture. And you see all these white people blaring it, but like it doesn't roll over into their communities like that, like it does with black people. And I, I, I don't get it. 
Cause I, I feel like people always say like white people support like hip hop. I, I, I don't know like mm. how I want to word that, but like, they're like the ones that spend the most money on these artists. People are going to spend $500, go see Travis Scott. Mm. I'd be willing to bet a lot of those motherfuckers are white, bro. I just saw them tickets yeah. going for the United Center. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's, it's just so weird that that doesn't no, I get leak it. over. Into, I get into it. Those. It's the leak over. It's easy to not fully appreciate something if it's never happened to you. True. True. You know, and that, and just like a example that everybody could think of, like us in America, if you watching this, you're probably watching this on a thousand dollar device in your hand, mm -hmm. or a two thousand dollar device on your table, right? right? Right. Now we don't have the same issues that somebody over in Somalia has. True. So it's hard for you to fully grasp it if you've never been through it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's easier to just look at it and have an opinion on it. Right. But if you actually lived through it and been through it, then it gives you skin in the game, for so to speak, because you actually been in it. Right. You know, that's why I like when I hear when I hear certain certain people say certain things, um, like about like about game banger, for instance, or like about being in the hood, for instance, and I know they've never been there or never gone through that, it's kind of weird to me because I actually been in that before. Right. And I know what comes along with that. And I know, and I wasn't even like neck deep in it. Like I was like, maybe this hot, you know, <laughs> belly butt high in it, you know. <laughs> but I still got homies that's really in it, right? in it. And if you ask anybody that's really in it, would they rather be doing this or something else? 10 times out of 10, they're going to tell you they would rather be doing something else. Yeah. Because they really experienced it. So and they, the and word trap is, is a trap. That's what it is. Yeah. They really, they can speak on it from a place of experience, not from a place of being a voyeur. Mm -hmm. And like, kind of seeing it and thinking, oh, that's cool. Like, it, it, we we just are gifted with making anything look good. Right. That like, we can make it sound cool. But, at the root of it, on the ground level, like when they leave the studio, if they going back to the project or they going back on that block, mm -hmm. and when you out there and it's whatever time of night and your anxiety up because you don't know who car that is on that car, who car is that? What is mm -hmm. like? It's different because yeah. it's really you really in it, right? But if you listening to it on the speaker, oh, it sound cool. Like right. yeah, that's my up. Like spin, right. spin, right. spin. Yeah, like it sounds cool. Like you want to be part of the of something that you're not. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like oh, it must be cool to live in a fucking in the, in the fucking ghetto and. Yeah, but have if to you worry drop them off, things. you drop them <laughs> off right there. They ain't gonna be looking so They're cool. Be sweating right. Yeah, it ain't it ain't that cool. You know, Man, but and that goes to with the movie culture too, with mm -hmm. the violence and like it looks cool like. I believe we get a lot of times we get like idolized as like action stars, action heroes down there. If you think about it, like the biggest, like when Keith was at his peak, I still think he because he like brought a lot of uh, one of the forefathers in it. But for sure, if you compare like a Keith to compare Chief Keith to like this, gonna sound crazy. <laughs> This goes out crazy. Compare if you would put culturally, mm -hmm. culturally, what Chief Keith has done with Jackie Chan yeah. or like a, a Bruce Lee uh -huh. is very similar in that they are idolized because of what they do physically or what they, what you know them for in their field. Right. But you don't really know 
because none of us are whatever degree. I don't even know what degree black belt. I don't even know what Bruce Lee practices, what kind of martial art he practices. But none of us are that dedicated as right. he was. Right. So we don't really know what he had to go through. We don't really know what you got to do to your shins and able to be and able to condition them. Like right. they do crazy stuff. That we don't like one finger pushups and shit. Bro, <laughs> insane. <laughs> Insane. Right. But when you see it in action, if you view it, it's cool. Mm -hmm. And it's like something you're not familiar with, but it looks so spectacular to view it. You like subconsciously idolize it or like respect it. I ain't yeah. gonna say idolize You respect yeah, right, it. Right. Now, Keith, he's coming from an area that 99% of the people that were buying his music, they had never been there. Mm. Y'all never been there. Yeah. But seeing what he's able to do as far as like describing it yeah. and making it sound good and making it sound catchy, mm -hmm. you respect it. Right. You sure. idolize it because it's something that you, again, you're watching it, but it looks spectacular to view it. Right. And culturally, he just brings you in, just like a Bruce Lee brings you in to right. the martial arts world. True. So, good comparison. It's the same mm -hmm. in that you're not in it, so you don't really fully appreciate it, but you respect the way that they produce it. I got you. Now, okay, so as a white man, somebody call culture vulture as like my, like hip hop is my my love, mm -hmm. love that music, and mm -hmm. my business like business has been set up around mm -hmm. recording hip hop. But you know, I'm a white guy. What would you say is a non hip hop artist, even like white artist or whoever you find like the most inspiration in your music that that has you what know, that has inspired me? Yeah, know? yeah, like or like that you hear in your music, like oh, like a Radiohead or like someone like oh, that. Oh, non hip hop, non um, yeah. That maybe you're drawn from the white community. Oh, for bit. sure. I say, <laughs> I say Pink Floyd. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, one thousand. Listening to what they were able to do on Dark Side of the Moon, and um, I forgot the other album it the is. Wall. I like, yeah, or Wish You Were Here, or Animals, or they got the, wall. the Wall. Listening to what they were able to do as far as layering soundscapes mm -hmm. and incorporating sure. things that aren't necessarily just like typical things you would say necessarily in yeah. the studio. Like, when I first heard, when I first really, really listened to Money, mm -hmm. that song, mm -hmm. and, like, that inspired Green Thumbs, one of my oh, most, one of my oh, yeah. biggest songs. Like, how they were able to add so many different layers yeah. of sound effects and things into that song mm -hmm. that makes you feel engulfed in it, that makes you feel like you're there. You that's know? so true. Like, and that's one thing that I took and implement it into everything I did going forward when I'm like on a full project. Yeah. Just not being afraid to do untraditional things as far as sounds. Yeah. Like who says you just have to rap or sing or talk? Yeah. So true. Use other things. Like mm -hmm. life is more than just talking. It sounds, it's textures, it smells, it's tastes, it's all type of things, you know? That's that's so funny because I've, I've known you for years, worked on your music for years. We obviously have like a, a similar mindset, like soundscape-wise, mm -hmm. like how we like music, reverb mm -hmm. down. I've never made that connection in my head that you'd be a Pink Floyd fan. That's funny. But, but it makes it, sense it now, makes, right? Yeah, and, and going back to what you were saying before, like with the ACV, like they, Pink Floyd at the time in the early 70s, Dark Side I think came out in 73, they took a lot of fucking risks, man, in their music. Like people weren't, using synthesis in, in music like nearly as much as they were. There's a few artists here and there dinking around, but not a mainstream rock band like they were. And and they inspired generations and still do it to this mm -hmm. day based on what they were taking risks and doing and making cool or whatever. But mm -hmm. it all them, makes sense. Now them and Jimmy, of course. 
Yeah. He yeah. he's another he inspired me more so like with the storytelling how to craft a song. You're talking about and, Hendrix, right? Yeah, 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 yeah for okay. sure. And how to make it like conversational. Okay. But still getting a message across but making it more conversational. For sure. And like so, true feeling. When you listen to that motherfucker play a guitar, bro, he was feeling oh, every single note. He on a different planet. Bro. Oh my God. So yeah, those oh. non hip hop that have that I say I've taken the most from Jimi Hendrix. Pink Floyd. Okay, for sure. 1,000. Really, last question. I mean, w with your new music coming, you're back to writing and grinding again. Like, is there is there an artist that maybe you haven't worked with before that would be, like, I, an ideal artist, you know, big inspiration of yours or, like, a long-term goal to work with someday? You talking, like... Anyone in the current landscape now that inspires you that, oh, that yeah. you would want to make a song with? Andre. Well, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That'd be like... the Chicago yeah. Andre X. Come on. I've, I've heard that. The, thank you. I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah, that's a different story. But yeah, Andre, for sure. Okay. I would, that would be a dream. Dream collab. Man. Definitely. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh. Any new up and coming people that inspire you these days? Like that you found that have kind of revitalized that, that itch in you to go out there and make the great music that you do? Yes. I was so glad... When Saba dropped, yeah, a few good things. I was glad when Mick dropped his most recent great project because yeah. I could tell like he's free now. Like just with him being out of the whatever type of agreement he was in uh, with. Um, I'm not even gonna like I don't like giving free publicity to like record companies. So whoever he was yeah, signed, whoever to, that was, <laughs> I could tell now. That he's freer. Gotcha. And I, you can feel it. You can take risks. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, No Name, too. Man, her I haven't album. heard anything from her in a while. She's, her she, she just dropped the album. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to peep that. It's man. hard. It's hard. I like her music. I hate that she hates white people. I understand it, but I hate it. It like, hurts me a little bit to support it when uh, I'm like, fuck, you hate that I like you. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just respect the shit out of the, like her talent so much, man. And maybe her viewpoints have changed since when she kind of was saying all those comments and stuff. Uh, I don't, I've don't. i never met her or anything, but such a talented artist, She's man. super cold, bro. Uh, like, just the fact that I was able to get both of them together in one spot of my second biggest tape and record, mm -hmm. like, that's still... I don't think I even realized, like, how crazy that, that is. You're talking about Black Alabaster? Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good yeah. song, man. They, um, so... But they've also... They've always been artists that I've kept kept an eye on, even when I wasn't, like, recording. Because I know whenever they do drop, it's going to be quality. Like, it's some, it's some people that you don't even have to wonder, like, will it be good yeah, if they right. drop? Mm -hmm. They're... It'll always be good. Mm -hmm. It'll always be good. So, I was I was excited when they when I heard that they were dropping projects. I'm gonna have to keep that. Yeah, I did not know she dropped. Man, that's sick. Yeah. Well, my man, we could do. I could do this all night with you, bro. It's been a, oh, yes, a pleasure yes. having you here with us. I hope this ain't the last time. Oh yeah, it won't be. We gotta <laughs> we gotta make it a more more frequent deal, man. Because it's it's always a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. It's always a lot to to bounce ideas, share knowledge, you feel me? Absolutely. So it was definitely a pleasure being here, you know, being the first one that you interviewed outside of Pops. I was going to say, first you know? first in-person interview, man. We, this is new for me, so I, I'm loving it. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> Normally, it's, it's like a, a Zoom video meeting kind of feel when I'm when we're doing this stuff, so it's 
you can have a more genuine conversation when a screen's not, you know, separating you, I feel like. You can. Um, That's why I made it a point to come out here. Even though, it was, like, I came straight from from downtown. I'm like, I looked at the GPS before <laughs> I left. I was like, oh, 97 <laughs> minutes. I'm like, right, I, I'm still going to do it, though, because it's, yeah. it's in the grand scheme of things. And this is something I want y'all to take home, too. If you have to complete a task, if you think it's going to take a long time, however amount of time it'll take, an hour, two hours, even if it's a day. That one day compared to the rest of your life mm -hmm. is nothing. True. Think about it. In 10 years, you look back and be like, I could have just did that one day and took care of it. Like, no, it's it doesn't even compare. So just do it. Think of it large scale. It's all just amino acids, baby, building protein. Building it up. <laughs> add it up. Still going. Still you feel going. Yeah, still. so speaking of still going, work, let the people know where they can find all your stuff and, and everything you've been working on and what's to come. Right now, the most frequent updates you'll get from me is Instagram. I'm starting to move away from that. I'm, like, working on creating a group that's off of social networks mm. as a whole nice. so that we could just communicate like via a uh, phone or and or PO box because um I want a, I want a more personal connection with For people because sure. I feel like that just it matters more True. and but also, sadly the amount of, that people are on their phones on social media sometimes that's the most personal way to get a hold of them these days it's that's, yes. That's harsh reality. Yes, until Instagram goes down. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Now everybody right. gone. Yeah. I just found that lesson out with my Twitter. Like, uh, my Twitter got wiped. Like, did it? Oh, shit. I tried to log back in one day because uh -huh. I had, like, deactivated it for, like, a month. Gone. Damn. So that's, like, oh man, down there 3,000 people that just gone. Right. You know, that yeah. I can't talk to, can't do nothing. So I'm in the, in the works of putting together something more personal so okay. that we can be in contact even if a social network decides eh, yeah not today you see so many things where like they're ghost yeah. platforming people where they're on the platform but like you can't search for them yeah yeah especially like with with the type of stuff i'm gonna be talking about because i'm already part of the resistance like by default right because i'm not a mainstream artist that's just talking about the same stuff that you're gonna hear on the radio every day True. Yeah. and i've done my own research with certain things i post and i've seen like there are certain kind of posts that get throttled yeah if you're yeah. not saying believe me i know man what Our, the norm is yeah, like we, it's we, real bro you see videos all the time get curved online for the same reason it's, it's like real when you talk about shit that's against the grain they're gonna make sure the, the grain's gonna make sure that <laughs> yeah. don't get out man it's real bro so <sighs> right but for now though until I get that, like, dialed in, dialed in how I want to, I do the most frequent updates on Instagram. And it's my first name, last name. It's Xavier Holiday. Holiday with two L's. And I had to do an underscore after. So it's Xavier Holiday underscore on Instagram. Got you. All the projects are on Apple Music and Spotify. At least the three I know, it's Need to Know 2, Thrill, and Need to Know 3, right? Yeah, I'm going to keep it a thou wow. I don't even monitor my Spotify for real. Yeah. So go to Apple. Apple, Apple or SoundCloud. Okay, yeah, and SoundCloud. Yeah, he's got yeah. so many, so many things on SoundCloud that are phenomenal. I wish we could, you could get those up on Apple Music and shit. But like a lot mixtapes and stuff like that, bro, they'll just strip it down with with how That's the ownership fact. and usage and all that shit. That's where the, the real hidden gems at mm -hmm. on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for the like commercial releases, which are still solid, Apple Music. Got you, Xavier Holiday on Apple Music. But yeah, man, add it up. We're still going. It's been a thrill, my man. I appreciate you. Just say, love. Till next time.